You know you're created for more. Now let's do something about it. Welcome to Project You, the space for you to embrace the I can, I will philosophy and finally start making progress towards your goals, your dreams, and your desires. Be kind, supportive, and remember every day that the blueprint for you is within. I'm Cami Craig. Today, let's work on Project You. Hey, my Project You friends. I'm back from Maui, and I am feeling refreshed, revived, rejuvenated. And I really do have, have a heart right now that's completely relaxed, uh, which feels so good. And being back in Reno is where I reside here in Reno, Nevada. Um, I am already in a time of reflection and looking back on the seven days that I was so graciously um, inspired to, to take off. And when I say graciously, I really do mean that because I had grace over myself making these decisions because they came from the heart. They came from my gut and they came from my intuitive place, which felt right. It was real. And I really, really did enjoy um, that time in Maui and being even there sitting on that table and, and, and talking about challenging ourselves to measure our growth in Maui, right? I couldn't have been more present and I'm excited to be here and, and to share that the ebbs and flows are real, you know, and, and there's nothing, nothing better than, than knowing that instead of thinking that my expectations have to be so high and if I don't meet them and, and, and greet them, um, then I'm a failure and that's not truth. And as I was involved with you uh, on the last episode of Project You in Maui, I kept giving getting these flashes of goal setting, goal setting, because all of a sudden I'm, I'm talking about challenging ourselves to measure our growth and then goal setting was like a little light going off and on. I'm like, Cammie, stay focused, <laughs> stay stinking focused right now. Uh, and I did, uh, and knowing that this episode was was going to be right behind it because I would already I'm in a time of reflection um, looking back on 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 the time some of my goals were met and my goals were only met because I gave thought to my goals and I give thought to my goals every single day whether I'm goal setting for myself helping others goal set um, this is a this is a real thing in my life, and not only am I doing it for myself and my clients, but I talk to my kids all the time about goal setting and doing things that are that seem so out of reach. But but once action is taken, and once we start believing, and once we start taking the deep breaths, then this all becomes a reality and not something that we're seeing potential of, right? So, um, topic is today, let's just reveal the topic. Uh, it is goal setting and this topic is talking about personal goal setting. And this topic also is planning to live your life your way, you know, and of course the, the, you know, my higher and greater being, which is 
the Lord Jesus Christ in my life, like I want to live the life that he has planned for me. And in order to do that, I have to dig deep and I, and I, and I, and I have to be aware of this. So when I was in Maui, I had some occasions and opportunities and experiences over there that started to express themselves in a way that, whoa, not only am I being able to measure my growth because of the time lapse that I once was there and I am there now, um, I started to to watch and see my manifestations through my personal goal setting literally reveal themselves as I was there in a whole nother state and in a whole nother city and a whole nother environment. And the, it's the little things and then it's, it's the big things that don't occur all the time. And kind of jumping around here, um, Dan and I were flying home from Maui and Bodhi had told us, you guys have to watch the movie Greater. And it's a football movie. And if you guys don't know a lot about Dan, he's in, um, played at Arizona State football. And then he went on to the NFL with the Raiders and the Bengals and, and also played in the Canadian League. And I watch him talk and his eyes light up. And I watch him watch these movies. I literally find a joy in that. And he just gets so excited and you can tell that he just knows exactly what's going on you know and I even told him I was like football's a different game like with when it comes to team and camaraderie and all these things and we started talking about the movie um but and I'm not going to give the movie away but it's it's beautiful it's intense it's challenging it's a battle and on so many levels, and it's, it seems so devastating, but it, it was so purifying to watch that movie. And at the end, Dan and I looked at each other, and both of us are, like, in tears. And we literally were like, really? Did this really just happen? <laughs> because this, we've been, I love true stories. I don't know who doesn't, but I just love the documentaries. I love the true stories. Um, and, and he knows that, and he's so sweet. And But... We've been watching a few documentaries that have tugged our heart. And that tug on the heart, I told him right there, I'm like, Dan, this is the type of stuff, like this movie right here and, and the impact that this man had made in, in, in his life. And he left a legacy and this legacy has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with materialistic crap. It has everything to do with character character, integrity, and, and, and the moral compass that sat on that man's frontal lobe, you know? And, and I told him, I said, these are the signs and these are the opportunities to, to see and feel at a greater level other than your own. And I want, and I desire to be a better human after watching something like this, this is super motivating and it's super inspiring. And thank God that someone made a movie out of this and thank God his legacy continues to, to live on because of the way that he lived his life. And, and, and that was, and that is one of my goals in life. It's a lifetime goal that I have every single day on my daily task list to become 
And I was just talking to a girlfriend tonight. I'm like, you know, we're all flawed. We're all human. We're, we're all going to fall below the line. Um, but it all so starts to just click a little bit more and a little bit more when you're aware and you humble yourself and you allow the, the ego to just kind of fade. Of course, it's going to show up, you know, but just fade and watch it fade and watch it fade and watch the authentic self uh, live and thrive, you know? So that movie really in a capsule was amazing. It was everything that I needed at that very moment, especially at the end of our trip. And immediately it took me back to this experience that I had in Maui. And this is my first time chatting about it openly. Um, I, of course I told Dan and, and Bodhi, but Chopper had front row tickets to this experience that happened in Maui. So Dan and Bodhi go spearfishing and I'm on the beach and I'm watching Dan and Bodhi and Hans, which is their guide, um, kind of just flip their fins along and their buoys behind them and, and whether they're going down or not, I don't know, but I know where they are because I can see the buoy. And over my right shoulder, there's Chopper, and he's in the pool. So I'm playing this mom mode. I'm like watching my man and watching my oldest and then watching my youngest over here and catching some rays. And all of a sudden, as I look back uh, to Dan and Bodhi, I see this girl. And she is walking on the beach with her mother and her father as she's in the middle. And she's has a walker behind her and she scoots it forward with her upper body and her legs are dragging, but she has a little mobility. It, it looked like in her left leg on her um, toe where it, it was a little push she could give off and, and, and get to that step forward. And of course, of course they were, um, equipped and, and had the best walker to be in sand, you know, the big wheels. And, and I was just watching her and I was watching her in awe. I was watching this little girl. She had glasses and she was smiling and I, I, I obviously barefoot and her parents are barefoot and they're just walking the beach and people are walking around them and running around them. And so, so nicely and with smiles, everyone, I saw it. And and she was moving slow. So I, I got to capture this, this image for, it seemed, quite some time. And I look over my shoulder, and Chopper's still there. And I look out to the ocean, and the guys are still out there. And then I look back at this little girl. And my gut and my intuition and my heart start tugging, start tugging, start tugging, and speaking to me. And, and... As she got closer and closer and closer, I started, I started to feel more inspired and I started to feel mo more motivated. And, and I thought numerous times on her walk from a point A to point B, uh, gosh, if I have a tough day, I'm going to remember this little girl. Like she's walking with a walker literally behind her and how she was scooting it seemed so impossible, but possible for her. She's trucking through the sand, which for anyone that has their two legs normal that has no disability is, is a tough walk. 
and it's definitely not easy to run in and it's definitely not easy to play uh, play around in. But I mean, this little girl was strong and she was exceeding so many expectations in, in my book. Like, and I don't even know her. And I'm not concerned about how, why, how, injury, you know, accident, nothing. Like my heart still is inspired by by what she was doing with what she has working for her right now and I know that she's whatever happened to her blessed to be alive and happy to be alive right Um, but she's just working and operating in a different way and I respected it so uh, these are all my thoughts um and I honored it they get closer and closer and I see her mom take the walker and her dad pick her up and take her into the ocean right in front of me. And my gut and my intuition starts jumping at me and speaking to me even more. And my heart keeps saying, go play with her in the water. Take your boogie board out there and go ride some waves with her. And then my ego comes in and says, why in the F world would you do that? She's not your friend. You don't even know her. That's super embarrassing. Why would you encroach on their family time? And then my heart tugged and said, this is your moment to connect. This is your moment to go have fun with her. And I played this back and forth, back and forth. I look over my right shoulder, Chopper's there. I look forward, the guys are out in the ocean. I look back at Chopper and I wave him in. And I trust that he's going to come. And I take the two boogie boards and I walk down to the mother on the sand. And I said, hi, my name's Cammie. And I wondered if I can go swim with your daughter. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, my name's Michelle. And I know she would love that. And I was like, okay. And I got super excited, super perky. And I just ran out to the ocean. And and now I'm going to meet the father and this little girl. And I, I go out there and I, and I was like, sir, would you mind if I played in the water and boogie boarded with your daughter? And he was apprehensive, for sure. He said yes, um, but he was like a dad and rightfully so. And and happily did, did I accept that he was protecting his daughter um, and not protecting like saying no, but just wait, what is this girl doing? And and my ego said in like, see, you shouldn't have come out here. He's upset. You upset him. And then my heart said, you're okay. Play with this little girl. It's fine. And so I, I, I introduced myself and I said, I'm Cammie. And he goes, my name's Larry. And I said, I said, um, thank you so much. And he was like, of course. And, and he was right there, you know, and he's watching every move that we're making. And I introduced myself to the little girl and she says, hi, my name's Lily. And I was like, Lily, have you rode a boogie board before? She's like, never. And I was like, do you want to ride one and be on one? And she's like, uh, yeah. So I, I'm like, okay, here's yours. And I got mine. And um, do you swim a lot? And then Larry is like, she's a really good swimmer. And I'm like, of course she is. I'm sure she's a fabulous swimmer. And then I was like, Lily. And I was just showing her different ways to hold on to the boogie board. And she falls off because she doesn't have really good balance. Um, these are things obviously she doesn't do very often, you know, and so the dad would pick her up and put her on the board and was right there with her. And, and then we'd put her right hand on the board and then 
paddle with our left hand and put our right hand on the board and paddle with our right or sorry vice versa and 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 that's how we were getting to know each other and just playing in the water right there talking to dad a little bit about Maui and the road to Hana and so we started to have this this connection and everything started to feel really really good um her smile was ear to ear um we were so attentive and I looked up and I saw Chopper and he's sitting there when in a crisscross position just watching Lily and I swim out there and I I rushed I waved him into the water and I was like come boogie board with us and he was like no it's okay and he just smiled he wasn't upset he wasn't you know throwing a fit nothing he was just content I'm like okay um so then I looked at Lily and I was like, do you want to ride a wave? And she's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, that's what boogie boarding is. Like we ride the waves into the shore. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, would you mind if we took some waves in? And Larry's like, no, of course not. And he, and, and then he let her go, you know, and, and she was with me now, which is such like, you're in a different state. You're on vacation. Like who in this world, who in the world is this girl, you know? Um, but I kept following my heart and we were talking and talking about swimming and how much she loves the water. And, and I'm like, okay, so now I let go of my other boogie board and now I'm on the boogie board with, with Lily and Lily's on the board while I have my arm over her back and hold, hugging the other side of the board. And, and I'm, I'm kind of braced on the left-hand side while she's taking most of the board, right? Um, but I'm just her stabilizer. I'm going to ride with her on the board. And, and, and it worked. We got, we got two awesome waves. And we were talking about waiting for the waves and which one we should take. And we took two amazing waves. Then we go back to, to our little spot. And we waited for our last wave. And this wave was big. <laughs> and and uh, so anyways, we took the wave. And we fell off the boogie board, both of us. And immediately, like, Badge, Lily doesn't want to swim very well. I know she's a good swimmer, that's it, but she's on my clock right now, you know? And so I'm, like, finding her under the wave and under the water. We, like, just rippled under there with it, and I caught her, and I just hugged her super tight, and I pulled her out of the water, stood up with her, and there's her dad and mom are looking back and, like, kind of, like, big-eyed, like, she cool? And I'm, like, she's great. And Lily's like, that was so fun. And I was like, wasn't it? I'm like, we both fell off the board and we had, to, we had to roll out of it. And here we are. And she's like, I love this. Thank you so much. And we, I got the board and now we're kind of just slowly going to, to the shoreline now. And um, she told me that her birthday is March 24th and she's turning 10 years old. And I showed her my son up there. And I'm like, that's Chopper. And we're selling, celebrating his birthday. And he was turning nine on March 30th. And I'm so happy that we had this time to celebrate your life. And thank you for allowing me to play with you in the water. And she was like, I loved it. And I'm like, I did too. And um, while in the meantime, um, Larry had let down his guard and Michelle was in the water and she didn't want to get in the water. He kept pulling her in, pulling her in and like asking her to come in rather. And she finally did. And then he was like, you know, ride this boogie board. And, Cause I'd let go of mine, you know? And so all of a sudden I look back while we're at the shore and they're having a little 
good time in a moment. So they come up and they pick Lily up and they give her her walker. And um, we all talked a little bit more about Maui and our time and stuff. And then um, I said, well, it was great meeting you, Lily. And again, like I said, I, I had a great time with you. And she's like, me too. And just huge smile, huge smile. And so there they went and walked away as a family. And, and, and I was just wondering, I'm like, what is she feeling? How is she doing? And I, I just felt that little connection, you know, and, and I was wondering, I was just in wonder and I walked back up and I see Chopper and Chopper was like, mom, did you know that girl? And I was like, no, babe, I just felt it in my heart to go reach out to her and say hello and, and offer her our boogie board to see if she wanted to swim with me and boogie board. And he was like, we did. That's how it happened. And I was like, yeah. And then he proceeded to tell me what he thought of me and what he, what, what he was thinking of us out there. Cause he was sitting there observing. And I told him, I said, my goal in this life is to connect. There's a lifetime goal of mine is to, is to be friends with people that, I didn't think I could be friends with. I didn't think that that opportunity would happen unless I ask, you know, and I immediately started talking about my mom to Chopper. I'm like, Gigi would always tell me that I'm a leader. I'm not a follower. You're, you're the light. You're not the darkness. You're friends with everyone. Uh, say no. You know, she would always tell me the, you know, the obvious things too. And, um, say no to, you know, getting in the car with people and, don't go anywhere alone. And so I had that point, but the other side was you're friends with everyone. And, and she would, her and my dad would take my brother and I to old folks homes and we would paint their nails and we would just be friends with them as they literally have no one. And we went to, you know, our, our church groups and stuff. And, and we would, we would go to mentally disabled facilities. And then that led me to the courage and bravery to, to make those friends at school, you know? And so I, I was, I just was sharing the importance of that to Chopper at that very moment, because it, it, it means a lot to me. And that was installed and embedded at a, at a young age. And here I am at 39 years old and still willing to, to release from the ego and that false self saying, you're an idiot. Why would you even do that? You're embarrassing yourself. And you know, they don't even want you around and all the things. But when the gut is your gut and when your heart is your heart and your intuition is your intuition, follow it. There's plenty of times that it's no, no, not a good time, <laughs> you know? And we know that. So Chopper now has this picture in his head of what a different style of goal is. And I told him, my goal isn't just my career. My goal just isn't finances. My goal is also my attitude and it's pleasure and it's how to build my character through all my flaws, you know, and it stuck with him and he hugged me and I will never forget this. And he says, you're a really good person, mom. And I want to be like you. You know, and that's all you can ask for. 
being a mother is you're going to do the best that you can and we fail and we scream and we might shoot our toe in a different way or, you know, get upset and be irrational sometimes. But like I said, the older and the more experience that you have, you realize that those tantrums of, of adulthood are, they're not cool, you know, and, and we don't always have to um, resort to that. We can, we can do differently. We can think differently and, and, we can really be what our destiny calls us to be. So a little bit more of the story and it ends. Um, Chopper and I are playing on the beach and having a good time. He's like, mom, I'm thirsty. I'm like, you know what? I am too. And I've been craving a really good mojito. Uh, and so I was like, maybe, maybe this bar hut, whatever it was, is going to have a good mojito and I'm going to go get Chopper a Sprite. So I grab a $20 bill and I'm like, you, you cool right here, chop, like you'll stay right here and I can see the bar hut, um, right over the way. And so he's like, yeah, of course. I'm like, okay. So I go up there and again, I have a $20 bill and I finally get to the front of the line and the bartender goes, what can I get you? And I was like, can I get your best mojito that you have and a Sprite? And he was like, oh my gosh, I love making mojitos and get your spray. So I felt like I, I won right there. Right. And he said 1727 or something like that. And I was, I handed him the $20 bill and I, he was like, Oh shoot, we don't take cash here. Like nowhere on this resort. Do we take cash? I'm like, darn it. Okay. Um, just scratch that. And I'm going to go back and get my card and then I'll just get back in line. And he was like, okay. And I turn around he's like, there's this man standing there. And we both have masks on and I didn't recognize him at first. And he's like, no, put it on my room. 2332. And I look at him and he's like, it's, it's Larry, Cammy. And I'm like, Larry, which is Lily's dad. And I was like, what? I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't have to do this. Like I can go get my card. He's like, no, it's, it's already done. It's on my room. And it's the least that I can do for what you just did to my daughter for my daughter. And I was like, no, 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 please accept my, I have $20. I have money. It's not like I didn't have money, but here it is. And he was like, I will never accept money from you. And my heart was just so full, you know, and, and, and it wasn't about the drink. It was about him saying that that was priceless for his daughter and him. Anyways, he ended up telling me that him and his wife and Lily can't stop talking about the experience that we all just had and that he promised me that she will never forget this moment in her entire life. She remembers a lot and she talks a lot and she shares her stories, he said. Um, and this is going to be on the top of her list. And I said, you know, I want to let you know that it most definitely is on the top of my list. And these are the moments that don't happen also often they're rare blue moon moments and 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 a lot of these moments are passed by because we get nervous and lose our courage and our bravery to follow our heart and my heart was was tugging on lily from the moment that i laid eyes on her and i'm thankful that you allowed her and i to have that that moment and he was like and michelle and i were having a great time out there and i was like i know i was watching you you guys were so cute and we talked a little bit more about um, the road to Hana and how they were going up. And it was one of my treasured moments while I was in Maui. And um, 
then I gave him a hug and I said, will you give Lily a hug for me? And that I'm thinking about her and happy birthday. And he goes, I will. And thank you for making this impression on her. And we walked away. And I never saw Lily again. And I'm in Reno, Nevada. And I'm talking about her. And I'm thinking about her. And I'm thinking about my goals. And I'm thinking about watching the movie Greater with my man. And and and, and watching the lineup from that. And, have, and hearing my son suggest that moving to us because he knew that we would like it. Um, it's all for a reason. And to watch your goals unfold is beautiful. There's so many people that feel as if they're just drifting in this world. They work hard, but sometimes they don't seem to get anywhere worthwhile because they're drifting. And they're letting their ego and their procrastination and their people-pleasing and their insecurities, all the things that I've felt in this life, and I'm sure you have, take over. And really a key reason that, that, that most people feel this way is that they haven't spent enough time thinking about they want, what, what, what they want from life and haven't set formal desired goals for themselves yet. And I, and you know, as I'm thinking about this goal that was, that was met, you know, connecting with other people than just your circle, connecting and, and being the light. And, you know, I, I saw this post the other day and this girl's like, I want to be, I want to be a person that saves people and not destroys people. And, and that's just showing the light and sharing the hope and the love and, 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 and then I think about that. I, I, I too want to be that. And I know you too want to be that. And we want to be part of the solution, not the problem. And, and then, then I look back at just, you know, the key reason why people feel that they're, they're, you know, drifting in this world is because there's not a lot of time spent about thinking about what, what, what they want from life. And I think about my coaches back in the day and my mentors back in the day and how, how impactful they were in my life. And not only did they help me set goals for, for athletics and my game and, you know, the sport that I was playing, um, that, that trickled off to my school life. It trickled off to my personal life. And I, I started to make goals at a young age in my 18, 19, 20, 21, and declare them like they've already happened. Like I used to say and write down all the time, I'm going to own my first house by 25. I'm going to have my business and be an entrepreneur by the age of 30. And both of those things happened a year before I declared them. So at 24 and at 29, those two things happened. You know, and I can tell you a list of 10 things right now more that have happened just because of declaring and having spent time thinking about what it is I want for my life. And I've, and I've shared this often too on project you is when you have an honest person around you and you're talking about when you're talking about, when you're talking about life and you are presented with a question like baby girl, this is my grandfather, baby girl, what's your purpose in life? And you're like, what kind of question is that? (laughs) You know? And I'm like, I was like, granddad, May I get back to you? And he was like, of course. 
And I spent, I spent some time thinking about this, okay, because it meant a lot to me because this is a truthful mentor family member in my life that I respect and, and adore and love. And, and I want to I wanna bring my answer to the table. And I thought about it for quite some time, and I finally got back to him, and I said, you know, Granddad, I want to use fitness as my vehicle to connect, inspire, motivate, and communicate with others. I want to use fitness as my vehicle to share my love for life, share my love for Christ, share my love for others. And he just smiled so big. He didn't have a lot to say other than I'm really proud of you. And because I, because I was asked a question, provoked me to start thinking about what I want from life. And, and then I started to set more formal goals. And, and then I realized that this was going to be a major journey, not a destination. And as a matter of fact, on, on the road to Hana with our little app, that um, was our tour guide, he kept saying, this, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. It's not about the destination. Because when you get to the, the city of Hana, it's not going to look <laughs> the way that you think it's going to look like. You're going to be disappointed. But it's, it's about the journey. It's about the drive all the way up. It's about the stops. It's about the experiences. It's about the conversations. And even the dude that was sharing us, you know, with us all the all the cool things about Hawaii and the culture and everything else that he was saying, you know? And so I go into this episode with you a little bit deeper on on the other side to reveal that we can set goals and it is so important to set goals. Why? Because if we set goals we are in a zone of one of the most powerful processes for our future. Truly, if, if you're willing to sit down and, and write them down and, and motivate yourself to have this special time in this space, you're going to start thinking about what your ideal future is. You're going to window shop. You're going to, you know, back in the day, we used to listen and read about the secret, which is really just the magic of manifesting and putting it out there and 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 motivating yourself to turn your vision of this future into reality that's what it is and 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 me being the athlete that I was growing up and still am today um, also being a lululemon ambassador I went through two um, ambassadorships with lululemon and I had the opportunity to have the most incredible experiences on goal setting I mean, they took me all the way to Whistler. There's 111 of us um, um, from, from all over the world. And I'm with the most elite athletes and, and people <laughs> all in one room in this convention room and then our hotel and all for five days, four days, something like that. But um, one of the major parts of it was how to goal set and goal setting and what that looks like. And it was, it was both times it was about the lifetime time goal, which is like the 20, the 10, 
the the five year and the one year goals and and go big. Think about think about the big one over there, and then let's make these small little attachments to it to be able to get there. Just like climbing up a ladder, it's really truly the same concept. And so when when I talk to my clients and when I talk to my friends and when I talk to my kids about setting goals, um, and especially my Project C clients, this is a huge huge advantage if you are willing to consider to to goal set because it sets the tone for your whole journey you have you have some you have some big detail right going on and you have some you have some motivation and also you have accountability because you wrote this down and you thought of this you motivated yourself enough to turn your vision of your of this future that you're thinking of into a reality and I, 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 I can't say it enough when I, when, I, when I think about the most successful people that have been in Project C, those are the people that took this conversation very seriously. And I have a girl right now, and her name's Shauna, um, and she's going to start her Project C in the next week. But we took one month, you guys, one month to set goals. We set goals in every little direction. We wrote them down and she texts me and I told her, I'm like, you're never bothering me. This is what I love to do. This is my passion. Like, please tell me what you're thinking. Please tell me what your goals are. Um, and, and just like, you know, I always talk about everyone needs a Christina in their life and talk about Christina and she just left the gym today. And, and, and I was like, are you ready for your day? And she's like, yeah, it's such a huge day and I'm not going to give up. And she's, left her job. You guys, she left her old job. She's a very successful, very educated, knowledgeable person in her field. And she left her job to be in a passionate position and she had a pay cut, but she knows she can triple, you know, the income that can, to come in through hard work, but she's in a way starting over, but she, she has this goal that she will not give up. She's going to attach herself to her passion Uh, just like I've attached myself to my passion. Brain health is no longer only for those who are suffering from major psychological disorders. For many, COVID-19 has amplified these issues. Maintaining and treating conditions such as anxiety, brain fog, and mood swings is as simple as a checkup with brain health restoration. Mert Brain Therapy at Brain Health Restoration is the most current brain technology on the market. Mert Brain Therapy maps and treats your brain by using non-invasive magnetic resonance therapy that optimizes brain function. You'll see immediately from the Brain Health Restoration readings the condition of your brain today. As you have these treatments, you start to see changes. The brain starts functioning in the way that it's supposed to. I'm not anxious anymore. I don't have depression. I sleep better. I have this sense of peace. Take control of your brain health today. Visit brainhealthrestoration.com. Use the code CAMI to get 10% off your first treatment. And and things weren't great at the beginning. I was I was on welfare and I was working three jobs and I didn't know if if fitness was going to really be it, but but I knew it in my heart. And so I kept digging and I kept going and reaching and connecting and being part of the community and, and, and living my passion and doing my races and playing volleyball and, and, and being, 
the example that I needed to be to, to be the professional that I needed to be. And did I fail along the road? Yes. But now that I look back, there were so many goals met along the way in order for, for us to be here. You know, this year is our 10 year anniversary for the CCF Cami Creek fitness to be open. And, and those, those, those doors are still open even through one of the most disastrous times that I've seen in my lifetime, which is this crazy COVID pandemic. You know, and we also shut down a facility, you know, losing a lot, a lot of income. Um, and it made it very hard and very challenging. And it, and it still is. I'm, I'm still in it, but I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to, I'm not, not going to reach for the next pillar on this ladder. I'm going to put my foot on and I, and I, you know, if you, if I slip or if you slip, you put your foot right back on that, that board and you reach and you pull just like Lily does. You pull that walker forward, even if your foot is dragging and your feet are dragging. You have other strengths that you can use to get to where you need to go. So as I, as I watch Shauna from Project C, you know, meet me and, and text me and share with me her journal entries. And she says, Project Shauna, it's not Project C. It's take the chance to make the choice to be the change that you deserve to be. But Project U is really your name right there. Like it's Project Shauna. And she adopted that, you guys. And so she sends me her first journal entry, March 3rd, 2021, 11.13 p.m. day one. Vulnerability is hard, very hard for me. Telling people how I actually feel and what is really going on mentally with me is a struggle. And it became very real when those vulnerabilities were met with disregard and zero compassion experience that she went through and she was sharing it. She proceeds to just send me a picture of what she used to look like. And she's like, I've been there before and I will get there. Um, she sends me her next journal entry, met with Cami and set up my steps and calendar day two. I was anxious driving to CCF, so many emotions. I literally skipped like 10 songs on my Pandora station to find a song to get me in the groove. It didn't work. So I just drove. Funny thing is journey was playing when I walked through the door and it was perfect. It was a vibe that I needed. When I saw Cami, emotions literally surged all out at once. And I got that hug from her and just felt an overwhelming sense of it's going to be okay. I'm tearing up just writing this and thinking about it. Each step I'm going to take and in the overhaul of my mental state and physical that will follow. She shares quotes with me. Even in the darkest valley, God prepares a table for you. More of her journal. She shows me her goals and, and her schedule. DEXA scan appointments, 310, 527, 830. She's going to have three of them. I told her to listen to the podcast of importance of water. And not only did she listen to it, she got herself a gallon jug of water. And then she becomes an inspiration immediately to her family. Mom, what are you doing? Mom, what are you doing? Like all these packages are coming in. And all of a sudden she's getting water bottles for her husband and her son because they want to be on board with her because she's she's got this light over her right now. She sends me her active calories um, a picture of her uh, watch, rather, after playing volleyball with her son. She sends me her journal entries more and more and more. She shares the quotes, your confidence will follow your focus. More journal entries, more pictures of the, the um, 
quotes and the computer that she's typing on and that she's listening to the podcast at the same time. She's proving everything here. She's she's reaching to self-help books. She's reaching out to scripture. Rather than focusing on your weaknesses, choose to be confident in God's strength. She sends me all of this stuff and she even sends me a vitamin pack that she found on Amazon and I posted it on my Instagram and immediately this woman was like, whoa, that's so cool. Where'd you get that? And I was like, my client just bought it on Amazon. Let me find the link. And so I told her and I'm like, you're inspiring people that you don't even know because you're organized and you're passionate about not being in the place that you're, that you're at anymore, you know? And then she and I had a goal setting seminar and together and, and, and she sends me pictures and it's unbelievable goals, believe in yourself and you will be unstoppable. She has all the things we talked about confidence. Gosh. And, and I asked her all these questions and she's willing to answer them. And then her, her mantra and her, basically she adopted the, I can, I will attitude, but she also adopted it and, and created it into her own and said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made a child of God. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I will choose to honor God and put, uh, his will above mine. You don't have to stay where you started. And then she sends me her menu. You know, these are all goals. So, so I'm just saying that, um, and that's just with one person, but I see the success of, of physical changes when, when people are willing to get really, really, uh, organized and they're willing to set powerful goals and they're willing to trust the process, you know, and when I, when I, when I talk about goal setting, um, I always revert back to setting smart goals. And that's how I learned doing goals long time ago, which is an acronym for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound goals that motivate you. And then you write them down to feel tangible, right? Everyone loves a book in their hand. Um, that's, that's what makes us feel good. And it makes us more connected instead of just saying things or just thinking things, write them down, write them down. I, I, I write things down on the daily. Then you plan the steps that you must take to realize your goal and cross off each one as you work through them. That's how we set a goal. That's just plain and simple. I I discuss this with people day in and day out and it's foreign to people because they've never even thought about what their ideal future is and, and that you can be motivated to turn your vision into uh, of this, you know, future that you have in mind to a re- into a reality. So we set goals as, as I did as, as an athlete, I set goals as a businesswoman and I set goals as a mother and as a girlfriend. And I, I find that the, the beauty of this is when I set goals, it gives me long-term vision. So I'm motivated on a short-term level. And I've never, ever, ever seen it any other way because I have that inside of me to be different and to be better for me and better for my family and better for the community. And, 
and, and that feels good. So when I learned about setting smart goals and also when I was in Whistler and setting my goals with Lululemon, that setting goals gives me long-term vision and short-term motivation. That hit me hard. And I've never, I've never, I've never walked away from it. It's always been right there and it focuses you um, and your curiosity uh, to become more knowledgeable and it helps you organize your time. And then you are able to use your resources around you so you can make the most of your life. When you are able to set sharp, clear, very defined goals, you can measure these goals, right? And also not only can you measure them, but you can take pride in achieving all of these goals. And again, when I share the, the, the beauty of, you know, reaching your goals, I also say celebrate. You must celebrate. You must tell yourself a great job. Like my past life, I was always so rude and I was like, well, you got to do better. Like I just remember some of my, some of my times as a, as an athlete, um, I got down for doing really good things because I thought I should have done it better, you know, and it wasn't all the time, but I look back and I remember some really rad moments and I wish I would rejoice them a little bit more instead of being more, you know, hard on myself. And when I say that it's missing the serve that I worked on so hard to, to serve left-handed because I was, I was getting really, really good serving right-handed. And I was like, I want to challenge myself. So when I missed the serve, I was so down myself. Kim, you're not left-handed. Like you're not, but you are goal oriented to have one of my weaknesses become more of my strength. And, and I look back on that. I'm like, that was kind of silly. So taking pride in the achievement of those goals, you'll you really will see forward progress um, instead of like it feeling this is pointless. You know, you really will if you have this, this relationship with self and that you're open and clear with yourself that, hey, I'm not going to be perfect all the time, but I'm going to do my dang best. And as, I, as you do your dang best and you're not just having this pointless grind go on and you're actually in forward progress, I promise you, you can raise your self-confidence as well. You'll recognize your own abilities and your competence in achieving the goals that you've set. That's huge. And, and why that's huge is because you are devoted to yourself and to your higher being first. That's it. If you can recognize your own ability and your competence in achieving the goals that you've set, you are in such a better seat than most people. It really, I'm not, I'm not kidding. You'll raise your confidence just like that. And when I start setting personal goals, I realize that immediately you must create your big picture of what you want to do with your life. Okay. And so when I was with Lululemon, it was the next 10 years or the next 20 years. Like, what do you want and how will you identify the large scale goals that you want to achieve? Like this is just just hard to think of sometimes, but we all know what we want. You know, and then you break these down into smaller and smaller targets so that you must hit to reach your lifetime goals, your long-term goals. 
And that's why they're long-term and short-term. And, and this is another thing that I was telling Shauna, your short-term little targets, small targets here, are weekly. They're daily, okay? It is personal inventory. Are you drinking all your water? Are you eating all your food groups? Are you getting your macros? Are you getting enough rest? You know, all the things, you know? And, and then it's not a focus of 50 pounds. It's the first week, three to five pounds. You have a range of three to five pounds, and that's what we're focusing on. And as you do three to five pounds, three to five pounds over the course of 18 weeks, you're going to overexceed that 50 pounds. And finally, once you have your plan, you start working on how you're going to achieve these goals. This is why we start the process of, of goal setting in Project, Project U and also Project C by looking at your lifetime goals. What do you want to do with yourself, Shauna? Do you want to be there for your kids forever? Do you want to be in this state mentally forever? Do you want to feel the energy that you feel forever? And 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 really you're just you're just being truthful and honest to yourself and, and you're writing them down and then we work down to the things that you can do and say, I don't know, five years, one year, this year, <laughs> next month, next week, and also today. And you just continue to move towards them. So setting lifetime goals is 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 the far one. And that the first step in setting personal goals is to consider what you want to achieve in your lifetime. And setting lifetime goals gives you an overall perspective that will continuously shape all the other aspects of your decision making. You know, I watched the movie Greater, and that man did his homework and that man read his scriptures and that man met his mom and that man did all these things, you know, and, and that shaped him, you know, and, and, and his decision-making was for his lifetime goals, you know, and, and all the other guys were drinking and partying and with the girls and the standard, you know, but it's, you know, like my mom said, you're different. Be different. Be above average. You're not the C, Cammie. You're not just the average grade. You know, and, and by her installing that, you start believing that, right? And, and, and vice versa. If you, if you think the opposite, then you become that. And that's just not, that's just not who we are. That's not Project U. That's, that's not becoming, you know? So to give a broad and balanced coverage of all the important areas in in my life, um, I I do my best to set goals in in these categories, and and when I do, I write them down in importance and priority, and and I want you to write some of these down and and maybe brainstorm these things, and select one one or two that that of the categories that you like that best reflects what you want to do, and consider trimming them again and trimming them again. And then you'll have a small number of really, you know, significant goals that you can focus on. And it, this can be a good start. So for me, public service is a lot. It's a huge priority of mine. My second goal is my attitude and priority list. Public service, do you want to make the world a better place? And if so, how are you going to do that, Cammie? 
How are you going to do that, Shauna? How are you going to do that, Julian? My attitude is any part of your mindset holding you back. Is there any part of the way that you behave that upsets you? If so, set a goal to improve your behavior or find a solution to the problem. My positivity and my optimism and my attitude and, and all this plays a huge role in my life. And, and, and note to self, like monetary things are not going to go to the grave with you. Your car that you paid $100,000 for is not going to the grave. Your money that you made all your life is not going to the grave. Your, 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 your body is going to the grave. And, 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 and really, the legacy that you're, that you're leaving, is that money? Or is that your moral compass and your character? Who you became. And that's, that's, that's my priority. Pleasure. How do you want to enjoy yourself? You should ensure that some of your life is for you. You should. There's many episodes in Project You. Look back on them and find, find one of them that, that, that reiterates this statement right here. You should ensure that some of your life is for you. Physical. This is a huge part of my life. Physical. Are there any athletic goals that you want to achieve? Are there any races that you want to do? Do you want good health? Deep into old age, Cammie? And what steps are you going to take to achieve this? I have about 100 more questions because I, I work with this day in, day out um, through my clientele and my online training and my nutrition consults and my life coaching. Um, and it's, it's, it's pretty epic, you know, because I use this physical category and it's helped me in life itself just my everyday life life and it's really fun um family do you want to be a wife if so how are you going to be a good wife how do you want to be seen by a partner or members of your extended family how are you going to be the best mom that you can be these are goals of mine Education. Is there any knowledge that you want to acquire in particular? What information and skills will you need to have in order to achieve other goals? Career. What level do you want to reach in your career and what do you want to achieve? Financial. How much do you want to earn? And by what stage of life, Gammy, do you want to earn that? How is this related to your career goals? Those kind of go hand in hand, right? So when, you're, when you spend time brainstorming on these things and you're able to select one or two or maybe all of them, this is time to, to reflect. And as you do this, you want to make sure that the goals that you have set are ones that you genuinely and authentically want to achieve. And they're not ones that your parents wanted for you. They're not ones that your, that, that your family or your employers might want for you. They're really sincerely your goals, you know, and, and as I step into helping people coach for smaller goals, once you've set your lifetime goals and set a five-year plan of smaller goals that you need to complete, if you are to reach your lifetime plan, then you create a one-year plan. Then you create a six-month plan and a one-month plan. And then, 
And then, like I said, it goes back to that day-to-day habit, you know, that practice every single day of progressively smaller goals that you should reach to achieve your lifetime goals. Each of these should be based on the previous plan, right? And it's, again, it's that ladder. If you're, if you're seeking for 50 pounds or you're seeking that 20-year goal, you have to be able to climb the ladder. No one gets from point A to point B on that ladder by, by, by just the magic. Like, you have to work for it. And I got to tell you that if you are able to create a daily to-do list of things that you should do today to work towards your lifetime goals, you are so ahead of the game. I have a piece of paper right here and ah, here it is, here it is. And it has 25 things on here that I'm going to get done. And my goal is by Friday and that list will be marked off and I'll have a new list and that to-do list of things that I should do today or this week to work towards my lifetime goals. There's so many things on that, that list right now that are, that are very helpful for me to get to where I need to be. And at an early stage, your smaller goals might be to read books. They might read be to read scripture. They might be to connect with a community group. They might be gather information on the achievement of your higher level goals. And this will help you to improve the quality and allow you to see that this is real. This is not just, I hope, I hope. No, this is, this is to help you improve and is also to help you realize that this is very, very real. And it's important that you review everything and that you go over it and and make sure that everything is kind of fitting and jiving and, and you feel a vibe, you know, and that if you're staying on course, once you've decided on on your first set of goals, keep the process going by reviewing them and updating them and, and going back to your to-do list. And on a daily basis, if you mark one off and Is there a new thing that can set in? Because there's always a way to get better. You know, and I do review my long-term plans. I modify them and I reflect. And of course, priorities change and things happen like divorce or change of career or becoming a parent, um, whatever. You know, like there's things that, that need to be changed because your life has changed. And I learned also in Whistler with Lululemon that anything's subjective to change. And it doesn't mean that you failed. It just means that there's a little shift, you know? Um, and when you, when you're using, when you're using the smart goals, you're, you're making it a very useful way of being powerful with your goals, you know? And when I, when I say smart, I've, I've learned over the course of time that when I when I when I'm setting these goals and I'm looking at the S and I know that that means specific. I need specific goals and or significant goals. I've made my own little words up on the other side because it 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 helps me find the motivation because I'm digging deep. And when I look at the M, I know that that's measurable goals. But also I need them to be meaningful for my life, not just because. When I look at the A, I know that this means attainable. And for me, that means you're action-based, Cammie. When I look at the R, I know that that's relevant. And for me, on the other side, that means rewarding. 
And the last one, when I look at T, I see time bound, and I know that, right? But I also want to make it trackable. So use these tips. Be motivated by setting yourself up, writing things down, going back to the old episodes of provoking you to discover you, and and getting a journal. I don't care if you're a male or female. I don't care what age you are. You are never too old or too wise or too anything to be creative and sit down and find some space for yourself to state each goal as a positive statement. Express your goals positively. Execute this technique, please. Be precise. Set precise goals. Put in the dates, put in the times, and put in the amounts so you can measure your achievement. If you do this, you'll know exactly when you've achieved the goal. You, you, you will know, and you'll have complete satisfaction, and then you're going to be able to celebrate for how achieving that goal. You're going to set priorities along the day. The way when you have several goals, you, you give a priority. This helps you avoid feeling overwhelmed to having too many goals, right? And when you write your goals down, this crystallizes everything and gives them more force and more validity to, to become. And the last two things, keep operational goals small. Keep the low-level goals that you're working towards small and achievable. If your goal is too large, then it can seem like you're not making progress towards it. Remember the 50-pound analogy. We're not looking at the 50 pounds. We're just looking at the first three and then the two and then the five. And this all will add up and keeping small goals and having incremental uh, uh, celebrations is, is going to be the opportunity to have the reward at the end. You earned it. And set performance goals, not outcome goals. You should take care to set goals over which you have as much control as possible. I think that can it really can be disheartening to fail to achieve a personal goal for, for reasons beyond your control. And and for me as an athlete, I remember my coaches saying, "You can't, you cannot dwell on the poor judging or the roughing or the bad weather, or the lighting in the gym, um, your injury, or, or just sometimes playing wasn't your day." As Kobe Bryant would say, like some days I had were good and some days were really crappy. If you base your goals on performance, only personal performance, then you can keep control over your achievement of your goals and you can draw a lot of satisfaction from them, right? And setting realistic goals is important also when you're achieving and looking at your goals. And, and, and we know that all sorts of people um, can set unrealistic goals for you. And so we need to make sure that, that we know that, that those people are sad that they don't have the determination to set their goals and to be action-based. So um, people often are that way because they do it in ignorance of, of, of your own desires and ambitions. And don't be mad about it. Just be an example. You know, don't be mad. And, and don't treat other people poorly because you're being treated poorly. Instead, keep moving and, 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 and cross out your goals as you, as you get them done daily and, and, and know that this is going to be a difficult process, but it's going to be worth it. And 
when you have when you have the goals set in stone, it becomes more real. You know, so I just want to thank you for for setting your lifetime goals and thank you for setting your small goals and having that motivation every single day to to lay your head down at night and say, wow, I accomplished five things on my to-do list. And that's way better than not accomplishing anything at all, right? So goal setting really is important. And it really is a method that that we learn at a young age. And, and if we didn't learn at a young age, then we can learn now. We can decide what we want to achieve in our life. Separating what's important from what's irrelevant or even a distraction. The distractions are very, very apparent once you start to goal set. And once you see the distractions, you realize that, mm, okay, now I'm procrastinating. I'm, being, I'm, I'm letting this take over because I, I know that this is, um, this, you know, distractions taking over rather. And so um, goal setting is important also because you're motivating yourself and you're building your self-confidence, which, which, which helps with achieving your goals. So set your lifetime goals and, and set your little baby goals. And if you, if you haven't done this, this is a perfect time to sit down and do this. And if you need any help, reach out to me, Cami at CamiCraigFitness.com or my Instagram, Cami uh, Craig, C-A-M-I-E-C-R-A-G-G. I do these consults all the time and I absolutely love them. Uh, I do them on a physical standpoint and I help, I help um, plenty of people talk about their personal life and talk about their business life and their career and, and even their attitude, you know? So if it's something that, that you need a little, a little nudge with, um, please reach out. I would be honored to spend that a little bit more time with you. Um, because I know that we spent well over an hour together talking about goal setting, but it's something that I could talk about literally for a whole nother episode, especially on the physical standpoint. But uh, thank you so much for hanging out with me and having this fun time together. I'm so pumped uh, for you to get in your journal, dive deep, and start start your goals. Uh, until next time, you guys, I'll see you soon. Mwah. My obedience determines my outcome. My discipline determines my destiny. My faith determines my focus. <laughs>